Perak Zion, Mishnah Gimel. So we mentioned earlier that if a Kohenis marries a Yisrael, she becomes forbidden to eat truma. Because the rule is that when it comes to determining whether a person is Jewish or not, we go after the mother. But to see what tribe a person is from, what shave it, we always go after the father. So this lady could have been a Kohenis that eats truma. But once she marries a Yisrael, she no longer can eat truma anymore. Right? But what happens if she becomes widowed or divorced from this Yisrael husband? So as long as she didn't have any children from him, she could actually go back to her father's house and eat truma. But of course, if she did have children from him, then she's forbidden to have truma um, anymore. And the flip case, if you have a Yisraelis that married a Kohen, then now she gets the permission to eat truma. And then her husband dies, and they had no children, or they got divorced, so she becomes forbidden now from eating truma, like her original status. But if she did have children from the, this husband that's a Kohen, then she could eat truma even though he's not around. Because her children are Kohanim. If they can eat truma, she can eat truma. So now the mission is going to discuss a case where a woman, a Yisraelis, was married to a Kohen. She became a widow, and she was pregnant. What is the story? So, says the Mishnah. That gets married to a Kohen, and then the husband, which is a Kohen, dies. Barris leaves her pregnant. So it could be even if she had children from him. And she's permitted to eat truma because she had children, right? But what's the question now? We have a pregnant, she's pregnant also. So, lo yochlu truma. Her servants can't eat truma now. Very interesting. Why? We're referring to the servants of Tzon Barzel. We had discussed in the previous mission that Tzon Barzel were possessions that the woman brings into the marriage as a dowry, as an adunya, and is written in the ksuba. So if they were servants as Tzon Barzel, so then what happens is they can't eat truma anymore. But the servants of Nechse Malug, meaning servants that were came into the marriage from her possession that were not written in the ksuba, they actually could continue to eat truma like she could. What's this reason? Because of the portion of the uber of the fetus, meaning the servants that are of Tzon Barzel, at the end of the day, they are the possessions now of the Yarshim, of the heirs, right, of the inheritors. When this Kohen husband dies, so the children, the sons inherit before the wife inherits. So it comes out that even this uber, this fetus is inheriting also, right, because he's part of the Yarshim. Now, can this uber eat Truman now? Of course not, he's a fetus. So it's like he can't eat truma, he'll actually invalidate these servants from eating truma. Unbelievable. Share uber posel the right? A fetus in Bas if a Kohenes marries a Yisrael, and then the husband who's Yisrael dies, and leaves over this Kohenes with a pregnant, uh, uh, pregnant, she leaves her pregnant. And in this scenario, there are no other children. So what happens is, Haraya Uber, this fetus will invalidate her from eating truma. Right? That means she cannot go back to her father's house to eat truma. The Enumachil, in the flip case of a Yisraelis, married to a Kohen, and the Kohen dies, and leaves her pregnant, and there are no other children. She's not permitted to go ahead and eat truma because she is pregnant now. Right? Meaning, meaning maybe she think, maybe she'll think she could eat, um, she could eat, uh, truma, because she says, look, I'm pregnant. But says the Pasuk of Yilid Beso, that your children will eat Truma when they're the children of a coin, but not the fetus of a coin. Therefore, even though she's pregnant, it's not enough. It's like the fetus can't eat Truma, she cannot eat Truma either. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi holds that since this seed, this fetus, 
cannot eat truma and cannot permit the mother to eat truma in the case of where the mother was a Yisraelis, right? So too to the servants. So even in a scenario where there are children around, if the fetus itself cannot be eating because it's still a fetus, it will invalidate the servants of Tzon Barzal from eating truma. And Abiyosi quotes two reasons over here. One reason is because according to Abiyosi, a fetus in the mother's stomach still has the status of the mother, which is a, a Yisraelis. So therefore, the servants are certainly not going to take on the status of a Kohen. And the second reason is because he dashes from the Pasuk that the children have to be born to take on the status of a Kohen and be eating Chuma, and not when they're in the fetus in the stomach. So that's Rabbi Yossi's opinion. So right away, after you notify us that a Yisraelis was married to a Kohen, right, and the Kohen dies and leaves her pregnant, that her servants cannot eat Chuma because of the portion of this fetus, so then, according to you, Biosi, even if it's a Kohenes married to a Kohen, they're both Kohanim, and the husband dies and leaves her pregnant, the servant should not be able to eat Truma. Why? Because the Chavim said like this, what's your opinion, Biosi? Because the baby isn't born yet, right? The baby is not born yet, it can't eat, and the servants can't eat. The servants that is inheriting can't eat either from Truma. According to you, even if it's Kohenis married to a Kohen, what does it even matter? Because once the husband dies, and there's just a, a pregnant baby in the this, in this stomach, right, and there's no other children, so just, like, so, so, so just like the fetus can't eat, the servants can't eat Truma either, because they're going to be the servant, they're going to be the uh, servants ultimately of this baby that's going to be born. And if right now the baby can't eat, the servants can't eat either. Very, very interesting how they respond to Herbiosi. And that's really it for Mishnah Gimel. Alright, Mishnah Dalit. Ha'uber. So in a case of an Uber, like we explained in the previous Mishnah, a ko, uh, a Yisraelis that marries a Kohen, or a Kohenis that marries Yisrael, and the husband dies and leaves a pregnant. Or a Yavam, where the Yavam is a Yisrael, and the Yavama is a Kohenis, and they didn't do the Yibam yet. Or the Yavam is a Kohen, and the Yavama is Yisraelis, and they didn't do the Yibam yet. Or in the case of an Arison, the person did Arison, they got engaged to a woman, but they didn't do the Nasun, they didn't get married yet. Vacherish, in the case of a person that marries a deaf mute, a Cherish, a deaf mute. So on a Torah level, the condition does not take effect. It only takes effect on a rabbinic level. Because since he's a Cherish, he doesn't have the power to make an acquisition. Or Uben Tishashanum Vyomechad, a child who's nine years old in one day. So when a boy is nine years old in one day, he has the power to be intimate. He could, he could be Boel, a woman, he could be intimate with her. So all these scenarios post-level invalidate a Kohenes from eating Truma if they got, if they had this kind of relationship. And neither would they permit a Yisraelis, if the male was a Kohen, they would not permit the Yisraelis to eat Truma. So what are these scenarios? Let's go through it. Ha'uber, the fetus. If you have a Kohenes, which is married to a Yisrael, and then the Yisrael dies and leaves her pregnant, so this Uber will invalidate her from eating Truma in her father's house. Why? Because the Pasuk says that a Kohenes will return as a widow or as a divorced woman uh, to her father's house and eat Truma as long as she doesn't have any children, right? We learn now as long as she doesn't have any children. But if she's even pregnant, that will invalidate her um, from continuing to eat Truma. And so to the flip case, if a Yisraelis was married to a Kohen, and the Kohen dies without any children, but she's pregnant, don't think now that because she's pregnant she could eat Truma, because she has to actually have children to be able to eat Truma, and not just be pregnant alone. Okay, 
Next case, the case of a Yavam. If you have a Kohenes, which has the Zika, the connection to a Yavam who is a Yisrael, to do Yibam. They didn't do Yibam yet, but she's waiting to do Yibam. So this Yavam, this Yisrael, will unvalidate her from eating Truma. And it's really a lose-lose scenario, because the Pasuk says she will return to her father's house and eat Truma if her husband dies, that's if she's going back to her father's house. But if she's, but if she's waiting to do Yibam, she can't eat Truma, because she's in that waiting period. She's not just going back to her father's house. And then when she does Yibam, she can't eat Truma because her new husband will be a Yisrael. So it's really a lose-lose. But the flip scenario, if it's a Yisraelis, which is the Yivama, who's waiting to do Yibam to a Kohen, so then the Yavam will not permit her to eat Truma, meaning as long as they don't do the Yibam, they can't eat Truma, because she's not married to him yet. But once she does get married to him through Yibam, now she's marrying a Kohen, of course, she could then eat Truma. What's the case of Eris that are being engaged? So whether it be a Kohenes which is engaged to a Yisrael, that she's forbidden to eat Truma, because uh, a Kohenes which is engaged to Yisrael, even though they're just engaged, on a Torah level, she, he acquired her. And now she's like a, she is like a Yisrael that can't eat Truma. Or the other way, a Yisrael is engaged to a Kohen, cannot eat Truma. Aye, they're, they're acquired on a Torah level. But still, the Chachamim made a Gezerah, that if we permit her to eat Truma, as long, we, it could be that her siblings will start eating Truma also. Because she's not married yet, she's hanging out, out in her parents' house, her siblings will see her eating Truma, they may want to eat Truma. But they can't eat Truma, they're not married, right? So they forbade her from eating Truma until she goes to the Chuppah. So it's more of a rabbinic restriction, because on a Torah level she is married. The Arisen does the trick. But we're concerned that she's hanging at her father's house, she's not married yet, her, children, her siblings will eat Truma also. And then they're just regular Yisraelim. Therefore, she can't eat truma until they have the chuppah and they complete the process of getting married. So that's more of a, of a rabbinic level in this scenario. The next case was a cherish, a deaf mute. If you have a kohenes which is married to a Yisrael who's a deaf mute, she's invalidated from eating truma because the acquisition is only acquired on a Torah level. Because on, on a rabbinic level, I'm sorry, because on a Torah level it doesn't work when you're a deaf mute. Right? And so too, if it's a Yisraelis which is marrying a Kohen who's a deaf mute, he would not permit her to eat Truma, because again, on a Torah level, he's not making the acquisition, he's not a Bar Kenyan. So we're being stringent both ways. And then the last case was a, the case of a nine-year-old boy who's nine years old on one day. So if he is Boel, he lives with a woman, right? So, and he's forbidden, and he is forbidden to her. For example, he's from the Nesinim, a nation that we don't accept amongst Klai Yisrael, or he's a Halal, he's, def- he's, a, he's, he became defiled, or he's a Mamzer, right? So he's, in, he'll invalidate her from her Kahuna status and forbade her from eating Truma, right? Because he makes her into her Zona, he makes her into a Halala, he, he makes her defiled, right? That's in a case where she's a Kohen and he's a Yisrael. And so if she was a Yisraelis, and, and he was a Kohen, and now they got married, an authentic marriage, so even though the bee is a good bee, he could be intimate with her, still he would not permit her to eat Truma, because at the end of the day, he can't make an acquisition. He could be intimate with her, but not make an acquisition. So he would not permit her to eat Truma. And then the mission says, so to suffix shuben tishashanim v'yomechad suffix she'eno. What happens if it's a case of doubt? Meaning we're unsure whether he's nine years old in one day or not. So we go to be stringent, and we'll give him the status of a nine-year-old in one day, and it'll be a status to, you know, to for- forbid her, whether it's a Kohenist to, Yis- to Yisrael or a Yisraelist to a Kohen, uh, we're going to be stringent to forbid her from eating Truma. 
And even in a scenario, but let's say he's 13 in one day, and that we're certain of. But what's the suffix? The suffix is whether whether he has two hairs or not, whether he has two hairs by his aver by his to make him into a man or not. So granted he's 13 in one day, but he may not have the simonim to show he's a man. So he will also invalidate and not permit this woman to eat truma, meaning if he is a Yisrael and he marries a Kohenes, Right, it could be a very nice marriage, but Alpha Bisha Suffolk, even though it's a doubt whether he has he's, he's a man now or not, whether the marriage is in effect or not, she becomes invalid from eating truma. And if he's a coin and she is a Yisraelis, so since it's again it's a suffolk, whether he's a man or not, right, whether the Kedushin um, was in effect or not, so she'll still be forbidden from eating truma. And then finally, Nafalabayas Alavi Albas Achiv, the mission concludes with a very interesting case. Uh, you have a case like this Ruvain and Shimon. Shimon has a daughter, Leah. Ruvain marries his niece, Leah, and also marries Prinza. And then the house collapses, kills Ruvain, kills Leah, but Prinza, the second wife, survives. Says the Mishnah, You don't know which one died first. Meaning, Reuven and Leah died. Shprinza survived. You don't know if Reuven died first or if Leah died first. What, what do we care? Because like this, if Reuven died first, comes out before Leah dies, Leah and Shprinza fall for Yibam before Shimon. Shimon can't do Yibam because one of those women are his daughter. So automatically he doesn't do Yibam at all, not to his dead daughter, of course, to his his daughter at that moment that he's alive, she's alive, and out to the surviving Sprinza that lived. So even though Leah dies a second later, right, um, and Sprinza is alive now, Shimon does not do Yibam to Sprinza, because once Reuven died first, there was a point where Leah was alive together with Sprinza, and Leah was forbidden to do Yibam to Shimon, because Shimon is her father. So Shimon becomes an example of doing Yibam to either of them. Now, if you assume the other way around, let's just say you assume that Leah died first. So Leah died. So now, Leia's out of the picture. What do you have? Sprints and Ruvain. Then Ruvain dies. Now Sprints is available for regular authentic Yibam. Maybe Shimon should do Yibam to Sprintza, but we don't know. Could be it was that case, because it could be it was a prior case. So because of this doubt, Sprintza, the surviving wife, right, Ruvain and Leia died, Sprintza survived, she'll do a Chalitza and not a Yibam because of this case of doubt, and um, therefore we'll only do a Chalitza and not a Yibam. And we'll hold it over here for Mishnah Dalit.